Hello and welcome to Vision Extra, coming to you from Vision Australia Radio, Peter Greco with you, and I'm delighted to welcome to the program Mike Cannon, who's a volunteer with Vision Australia. Mike, you're welcome. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm going particularly well. Thank you for joining us. Um, how long have you been with Vision Australia and what got you involved? I've been with Vision Australia now just over nine years. Before I retired, there were things that I wanted to do, so I started getting myself organised, I thought, mm, I don't think I want to spend the next however many years watching daytime television <laughs> <laughs> and uh, helping out with Vision Australia was was one of those. Did you know much about Vision Australia before coming along? Well, actually, I had volunteered a couple of times on 4RPH back in Brisbane in the 80s, then got transferred and uh, it sort of fell by the wayside again. And I picked it up again. I thought, oh, I'd, I'd like to help out with that. And so I went and did an audition and uh, they were silly enough to take me on. <laughs> Gee, you're back in the 80s. That would have been the early days of uh, the RPH movement uh, right around Australia, wouldn't it? So It would have been, one of, yeah. One of the things I was going to ask is how much of things has changed, I guess, from the 80s to uh, 2021. The answer in short is quite a lot. <laughs> a lot, yes. <laughs> That's for sure. Are you a fan of radio? Do you like radio in general? I mean, obviously, daytime television is rubbish, so we, we agree on that. But what about radio? <laughs> now that you ask, my first remembering of uh, radio would be listening to Ashes Cricket Tests from England on a crystal set. So that tells you my age. No one who's not of retirement age at least wouldn't have a clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> Actually, do you want it for our younger listeners? Uh, I must admit, you're, you're probably, uh, well, it doesn't matter what age we are, <laughs> but uh, I, do, I do remember crystal sets very, very vaguely. Yeah, but for those that uh, are a little bit younger than us, so what exactly were they? There was a sort of early form of radio in a way? It was an early form of a way to get radio. You actually, I, I can recall having a very tiny piece of equipment that I don't even know how it worked, but you would put a clip from that onto a piece of wire hanging out the window and pick up radio signals from England. What did you do in your other life or as a real job? Were you involved with the, the communications area or radio or anything like that? No, I did do a part-time course in radio when I was 17, <laughs> but then life got in the road. I spent more than 40 years in the workforce, mainly in sales and marketing roles, which is communication in, in yeah. a lot of ways. Got into training and then in management. The last eight years, I spent as general manager at Food Bank Victoria. Okay, well, that's a very uh, reputable uh, organisation, Food Bank. They do tremendous amount of work. Uh, we're having a bit of a joke beforehand, uh, before coming to air, Mike, and uh, uh, you're we're having a bit of a joke about uh, Victoria and the South Australia, of course. Port Adelaide, the the football club, uh, Food Bank was one of their major sponsors uh, a few that's years right. ago. So uh, yes, I thought, they were. Uh, yeah, we, we know quite a lot about the, the, the wonderful work they do in the community. Well, if uh, if he's still around and listening, hello, Lee Royans. He was general <laughs> manager. The, he, he started Food Bank South Australia many years yeah. ago. Because, I mean, like you're in sales and marketing, so I guess a lot of it is, uh, you know, sales-driven, numbers-driven, results-driven. Uh, you know, you've got to meet your budgets. But when you work for a place like Food Bank, you do see the other side of uh, society in a way, those people who... Uh, for whatever reason, do need uh, services that uh, Food Bank uh, provide. Absolutely. And I was lucky enough to be able to multiply the amount of food that we were getting in by about 10 times while I was there. Yeah. So it was a very small organisation. It was virtually at the start when I joined it. So, And you're right, you do see a lot of things that uh, you would not otherwise see. And it's, it's great to be able to help out. And I guess even the last uh, 18 months or so have shown us maybe... Uh, 
we should appreciate the things we should appreciate or not take as many things for granted. And I guess working for a place like Food Bank, you can certainly identify with, with uh, you know, having a bit more gratitude to the things that we do have. And looking at people who only such tiny things can help. What about radio then, Mike? Uh, tell us about your involvement with the Vision Australia Radio. What sort of uh, programs do you do? Because you've got a, a wonderful voice. What? What is that trained or is that uh, is that natural? Wonderful voice. Oh, thank you very yeah, much. No, got a good, great voice, but very easy to listen to voice. I've also been told I've got a good face for radio. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that goes to the territory, I think. <laughs> Not many good-looking people work in radio, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, I've had the the. The privilege and the pleasure of, of doing live news, plays, short stories, recording talking books for the Vision Australia Library. Last year I did, or not last year, the year before now, I did the overview for the Carols by Candlelight broadcast that we do here, here at Christmas time. Yeah. And uh, for the last 12 months or a little bit more, most of it, of course, it has been working from home recording programs here. So I've been doing People in Profile. Uh, that's a half-hour show each week. News programs, afternoon live occasionally, filling in with whatever, but usually at least two programs every week for the last nearly 18 months now. Have you a preference, a live over recorded? I do like the live, mainly because it doesn't really matter if you <laughs> if you muck up. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I cannot, if I make a mistake, leave it. I have to go back and fix it if it's being recorded. Well, what about the uh, the, the adrenaline rush uh, of live radio? That's that's pretty appealing as well, too, isn't it? Uh, you know, you're flying yes. by the seat of your pants yep. in a sense, but that that's part of the fun of it. Well, that's right, especially if, when you're the presenter, which I, I mainly have been, and uh, the, the other people are relying on you to organise things and make sure it's set up and keeps on going and runs to time and all of that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get nervous before you go on, obviously, whenever you're doing anything like that. So. That's part of the fun of it as well, isn't it? I mean, uh, yep. you know, it's a nice nervousness rather than a scared nervousness. It's, a, uh, it's that anticipation, isn't it, of, uh, of being able to go to air? Yeah, a bit of both, I think, <laughs> for me. Uh, well, what about what about the clock, Mike? You talked about, uh, you know, obviously running to time. Of course, we're very much uh, uh, dictated to by clocks in, uh, in radio, I guess, in a lot of uh, different... Uh, Workplaces yes. would be dictated by the clock. Maybe some of them ready to, you know, can't take count of the clock down the clock off. But uh, what about uh, your relationship with the clock? How do you find that? Yeah, I don't mind it actually. I think probably because I've had so much experience in doing things with numbers that that sort of comes naturally. I think the colleagues, uh, the friends that you've made through through radio and, and through your volunteering work. What, tell us a bit about that. Look, there's so many wonderful people. Some that I only met, say, three times doing a play or something and then you you walk in and find that they're there five years later and it's like you <laughs> like you haven't left and because I think everybody is there looking to help very few are there for their own self-glory or, or whatever and that makes a big difference to the attitude you, that you bring I reckon that's a really good point actually because it's not the uh, I mean one of the things about uh, commercial, Media, I guess, is the fact that you're so competitive, and I guess they're being driven by their bosses, etc., to get ratings or to you know raise their uh, revenue through uh, programs that are popular, etc. So I guess there's a lot of uh, jealousy and envy, and uh, maybe even uh, good old-fashioned backstabbing. Whereas, as you say, with community radio, it's uh, it doesn't really matter because we're we're uh, hopefully all there for the, for the right reason to to you know, give the listener the best uh, experience as far as either access to information or. Yeah, you know, a bit of uh, entertainment. Yes, absolutely. I'm not saying that there isn't any of that, 
<laughs> because we are, after all, talking about people. <laughs> well, it's a microcosmic society, I guess, isn't it, at the end of the day? That's, that's right. But yeah. in the main, no. I mean, everybody's there saying, I want to help. If I can bring some information, some entertainment, some enjoyment that wouldn't otherwise be available to people with low vision or, or who are blind or, or unable to access print in another way. I love reading, always have. And if I wasn't able to do that, I would think that hopefully sometime in the future that we're still going and I'm able to access it and other people are there helping me in the future. Oh, it's a great sentiment. Hey, Mike, when you read for yourself, as in uh, either leisure or uh, reading newspapers, et cetera, do you read out aloud or do you, can you sort of read in your head? Oh, no, in my head. <laughs> it takes twice as long the other way. <laughs> hey, well, that, that, actually, that's a really good point, isn't it? I guess, you know, maybe people who might be blind or have low vision that perhaps um, don't uh, read regularly, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Reading aloud is it's quite a bit slower than um, uh, you know, sort of if you want to skim read an article as a yeah. as a person with sight, you can do that quite quickly, can't you? That's right. You talked about plays. Is that reading plays, or have you actually performed uh, on stage? Well, for Vision Australia, it's been it's been reading, but uh, I've done a little bit of uh, acting over the years, very amateur, mainly in the last few years, because one of the other things that I did that I decided that I wanted to get into before I left work was uh, choir. So I've joined a choir as well, and um, we've done a, a few bits and pieces in, in that area. And actually, just two weeks ago, during Volunteer Week, there's a group of very talented musicians who work for Vision Australia in Victoria. They got together, I heard about it, put my hand up, and we finished up doing a 20-minute set at the Volunteer Day celebration. So that was that was a bit of fun as well. Yeah, no, I heard that went over very, very well because, uh, you know, obviously uh, last year was, uh, well, we all know about last year, it was great that, uh, you know, Vision Australia, in a sense, were able to uh, recognise their volunteers with a um, face-to-face uh, encounter, as it were. So uh, that, yeah. uh, that choir performance, I know, uh, went over really, really well. Oh, I didn't realise that the fame had spread. Oh, yes. No, no. <laughs> well, well, you know, we uh, people in the media, we, 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 we love talking about other people as well. In all, always in nice ways, of course, Mike. Always of in course. positive ways. Yeah. Of course. Well, what of about course. the difference between uh, performing on stage and, you know, in front, of, in front of a microphone? Can you compare? Stage is more scary, that's for sure. But the, the basics are the, are the same, I guess. You've got to connect. And I guess on stage also, of course, you've got the... Uh, the fact that you've got people looking at you, so regardless of uh, whether it's a hit for radio or not, you know, that in a sense you're, uh, you're being, well, not stared at, but yeah. certainly being looked at. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Right. Hey, Mike, uh, we're at the end of June. Of course, uh, June has been our Radiothon month for Vision Australia where we're um, asking our listeners and we acknowledge and very much appreciate the fact that it's been a, a pretty tough 12 months, but um, yep. if they're able to help us out as far as a donation goes and even if they listen to this after the 30th of June, they can still go to varadio.org and help us out, or if they uh, like uh, to call in one three hundred eight four seven four double six to uh, make a donation and, and keep uh, keep guys like us off the street, Mike. Absolutely. And <laughs> as I said before, I would love to think that uh, when I maybe need it in a, in a few years' time, that VA Radio is still going to be there for me. Well, both as uh, someone involved with Vision Australia Radio as a, as a volunteer, but also as a consumer, I... Uh, get uh, lots of my news from Vision Australia Radio. I certainly hope that uh, it is around for a very long way to uh, co. And, uh, Mike, I hope that you're around for a long time as well. Thank you for uh, 
joining us. And it's been a real blast for the last few minutes. I've really loved it. I've uh, had a smile on my face the whole time. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Peter. Thanks very much. That's uh, Mike Cannon, one of our volunteers here at Viz Australia Radio. That's it for the program. If you've missed some of it, maybe like to hear it again. You can go to our website, www.varadio.org forward slash podcast. The program to look for is Vision Extra. That's the name of this one. Back on this radio station at the same time next week. <laughs>